and let's sit down like human beings, like ladies and gentlemen, not like animals, and let's eat this pizza slowly. This is Ramblin', your Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Los Angeles, California. Fancy living room time. Happy start to the new year. League year. Kids, we got free agency. Bless me. He's clearing caps. And this, there is a new QB in town. So let's get to it. I have a fabulous guest to talk through it all with us. He's a friend of the podcast. You know him because of his amazing work on Good Morning Football. He's got good hair. I hope we bring back the Wall Streeters down the line. Just throwing it out there. The New Jersey native has been very busy these days covering all of the madness in March. 86 college hoops. Don't believe me. Peeps tweet at Pete Schrager. Pete Schrager, what's good, my friend? What an amazing introduction. Happy New Year. Happy everything. The NFL, the Rams are in a real good place right now. And I feel like... I've got the shackles off of me from not being allowed to talk about anything. It's been, you guys have had a new quarterback for a month, newsflash, I know we're not allowed to talk about it, but guess what? He's been there for about a month and now we can talk about it. So happy Matt Stafford Day. That's really what it is. That's actually what we should call today's podcast, Happy Matt Stafford Day. Okay, so new QB, who this? Who are the Rams getting with this new quarterback who's been here for some time, but now it's official, Peter Schrager. Go. Yeah, so the trade goes down, and, and I think a lot of the stories that you heard were were spot on, that there's a familiarity between not only Les Snead and Brad Holmes, the new general manager of the Lions from their time in Los Angeles, but also Stafford and McVeigh have a kinship. And you're saying, well, what is the connection there? All right, this goes back to high school. Sean McVeigh was a very talented high school quarterback in the state of Georgia. His arch rival was a gentleman named Chad Hall in the state of Georgia in the Atlanta suburbs, was a great quarterback himself. Chad Hall goes on to play at Air Force and eventually make the NFL, playing for the Eagles and the 49ers as a wide receiver. He's currently the Buffalo Bills wide receivers coach. So what does it have to do with McVay and everything? Chad Hall's sister is Matt Stafford's wife, Kelly Stafford. So these guys have known each other going all the way back to high school. So Stafford's wife, Kelly, who I think is going to be a prominent member of the Rams fan base and will be quite vocal and is awesome in every single way, has known McVeigh through her brother, Chad, going back to the early 2000s. So there is a relationship there. Stafford himself uh, never played for Sean McVay, but they've known each other through Kelly and through Chad. And then truth of the matter is Stafford had a lot of options. And again, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not allowed to say. He made his voice felt that he wanted to go to the West Coast. And there were two teams primarily that he, stre- that he stressed he'd be willing to play for and wanted to play for. And that was the 49ers and the Rams. And of course, he wasn't gonna hold up a trade elsewhere, but when it came down to it, he wanted to be out here and he wanted to play for McVay. And when the Lions talked to him, they didn't want to end this on a bad note. 
they didn't want this to be like what it is with Calvin Johnson and with Barry Sanders, where it ended weird. And now they're still patching things up five years, 10 years later. They want good terms with, with Stafford. He couldn't be happier with the Lions organization, letting him pursue this trade. And now the Rams fans have a new quarterback who some people on, and I'm not knocking, we're like, I don't know if it's an upgrade from Jared Goff, but obviously the coach in the front office felt so. And Jared Goff did a lot of good things for the Rams. Don't, don't take that for granted. And he is a tough, tough kid. And I wish him all the best. And I think all the Rams folks do too, but the Rams front office and coaching staff call it like it is. They view this player, Matt Stafford as an upgrade from Jared Goff. Do you, do you see any kind of like similarities to, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping way off track here, but you bring up the 49ers made me think of it. Any kind of similarities to the Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick transition, nothing to take away from Alex Smith. And he went on to do great things in his career thereafter. But do you see any kind of similarities there? A bit. I also would say, Matt, that like, you know, here's McVay going into year four or five. What is this for Sean? It's five for him five. going into four. Yeah. So they've done some great things on offense had they reached their full potential and last year was that offense that you guys watched was that something that you think is the most creative most dynamic thing that you've seen now look there were injuries all across the field and there were issues way beyond jared goff but in a way it's year five let's see what else is out there let's see if we can unleash this a little bit because to your point when the 49ers went from Alex Smith to Kaepernick, they took that leap. And when the Chiefs went from Alex Smith to Mahomes, they took that leap. Maybe this is that. This is, let's, uh, let's tap into something here and let's see if there's a little bit more that we can get out of this McVay offense. Because I think Stafford for, has better arm talent than Jared Goff and might be more cerebral at the line of scrimmage and be able to see, see some things that Sean and Jared just weren't able to see eye to eye on, or maybe Jared and saw things that Sean didn't, whatever it was, yeah. it's, it's new blood and it's a new arm and it's a new, it's a new person under center. You said, I mean, this guy, and we know Jared can throw the ball deep, but you've got wide receivers like Cooper Cup, Woods, like deep threats. I know they're kind of talking about maybe in the draft or something like enhancing even further the Rams offense to, give uh, now Matthew Stafford a more of a deep threat because of his arm. Do you kind of see, you know, that's the way that the offense will change now with Matthew Stafford as QB? Honestly, I, Serena, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what it means because we haven't seen it without golf. Like we saw it yeah. with a glimpse. Um, and I, I apologize. I'm losing his name. Well, who played in week 17 in the playoff? Oh, John Walford. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> That stuff was cool that Walford was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of like stuff that we weren't seeing with Jared out of the pocket, and you just see the creativity is on display. So, look, I don't think Les Snead and Kevin Demoff and Tony Pestors are sending away draft picks and a former first overall pick that they're paying hundred million dollars for, unless the coach is really stressing that we can get better and I can do better and this team could put up more points and we have it and we just need this quarterback. So, I think this was. Uh, Sean McVay going for it, saying hey, there's another level to this offense and Stafford can take us there. I got to, you know, you just got to think about like all of the wives who are really impacting the NFL behind the scenes uh, in some way, somehow, like last week we had Will Selva on and I was like, how, like, is Sierra going to change the entire Seahawks like offense because of, I don't want to live in Seattle anymore. Like, is that some, with, you know, with Matt Stafford and the relationship there, like how often does this actually happen? I think it happens more often than we realize. 
Absolutely. And I think it was a, a bunch of different elements as to why Stafford was done. They were in a rebuild and it's like, all right, I, what am I doing here? I'm, I've been here 11 years. It's time to go. But yeah, she made it quite clear that she was had her fill of, of Detroit. I'm sure it was a lovely stay, but now she comes to Los Angeles. And as for uh, Sierra, it's funny that you guys went there. Like, yeah, I mentioned it on our show and my co-hosts, whether they weren't I'm like, you know, maybe the cities that she mentioned, Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, and there was one more that was a major market. New Orleans? New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, those are pretty big entertainment. And like, they're all looking at me. I'm like, and you know, he's married to an entertainer whose career isn't exactly number one hit after number one hit right now. Maybe this is, and and it fell on deaf ears. So thank you for picking me up on that one. I am here to support this. I was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. He's had his success. She's tired of seeing him go against Aaron Donald. This win, win-win for both of them. Yeah, yeah. But Give me a couple teams. <laughs> unfortunately for Rams fans, Russell doesn't seem to be going anywhere at the moment. Right. Well, yeah. but speaking of Aaron Donald, he has made the defense, he always makes the defense a lot better, and he's made the life of one Leonard Floyd a lot better, who agreed to a terms four-year deal. Was this... There were a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of guys we want to get to that, you know, the Rams are saying goodbye to in free agency. But was this the key piece for the Rams when it comes to their number one defense? Yeah, and it was also their number one priority um, after getting the quarterback situation settled. They had to do a couple of restructures. They had to get it in here. But I thought Leonard Floyd was going to sign elsewhere. I knew that the Rams wanted to sign Leonard Floyd, but he had other offers. One of them was a team that I believe offered more money than the Rams. Um, but no, at the end of the day, he wanted to come back. And I think he knows, he knows his team's a number one defense. He's got a shot to win here. I've been through Chicago where I was a top 10 pick and the whole thing. It felt like it worked this year. And, you know, I don't know how he looks in the Raheem Morris defense as opposed to a Brandon Staley defense. That stuff we'll see. But for four years, they've got Leonard Floyd. And then for the next few years, at least, they've got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. And we bring back Darius Williams. And there's a lot of talent on this Rams defense, both young and old. And Leonard Floyd was the number one priority in free agency for the Rams. And they got him done. Yeah. And I'm sure he likes his his stats. Last year, uh, 55 total tackles, a career best, 45 pressures recorded. Um, that's a career high, 10 and a half sacks last season. That was was a career best as well. So yeah, Leonard Floyd, he likes doing good things and I'm sure the bonuses also help some. So yeah, as, as my fire trucks go by, Are also you kidding? celebrating. Are you he kidding? was on I live fire. In, I live in Brooklyn, New York. There, if it's not, if it's not fire trucks, it's, it's a mailman fighting a grocery store guy on like right, like an inch away from my window. Like, yeah, yeah come on. That's good. That's yeah. what we want. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Unfortunately, though, with this, uh, you know, they make room for Leonard Floyd, but guys like John Johnson become Michael Brockers in just overnight. uh, I was up late reading Twitter. Um, You tweeted, though, one note, and and we're in the same page on this. Uh, John Johnson III um, isn't in a contract detail or bottom line ticker, you know, was often the Rams' face, voice in the community, beloved member of the franchise for years made the biggest interception, holy cow. Definitely in franchise history too. A great culture addition by Cleveland on top of ball. Um, Just, you know, between those three, John Johnson stands out as like, oh yeah, you're losing a locker room guy in addition to the defensive signal caller last season. Yeah, and he's so well-liked there. And, you know, I know Aubrey is now, the defensive backs coach is now in Detroit. And, you know, it's no longer Brandon Staley or Wait, Like, it's like, almost feels like there was a lot of people 
who are a part of the John Johnson story that are now no longer there. Um, Rams couldn't afford them. There was no way they can afford them. But like I tweeted, and you know this, like, all right, the Rams are doing a stadium tour. Like, who are you going to – a lot of times it was John Johnson. The Rams have their locker room. They're going to unveil it uh, at SoFi. Who, who's going to be there to talk to the media? John Johnson. Like, he's a great ambassador of the team. So that's the stuff that we don't usually get when we do all the transactions and you're looking at Adam Schefter tweets and it's for this money and that money. It's like you're also getting a really good dude. And I think Rams fans will always love John Johnson. His rookie season picks off Drew Brees. Greg Zerline lines up for the kick and then off to the Super Bowl we go. The most insane day to be in New Orleans at the Superdome. I, my, I still get goosebumps talking about that day. So yeah, I was on a, I was on a plane back from LA because I was doing the Fox Studio show, and I had the crappy Wi-Fi, and I had a person next to me. So it was from LA back to New York, and I'm watching on my phone. Like this is, you know, three years ago. So all the stuff that we have now with streaming, like it wasn't as updated. So I'm like five minutes behind. And the person behind me just starts going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, Saints fan or Rams fan? Saints fan or Rams fan? And then I see it and I'm like, all right, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. What I love about that game, everyone talks about Nikel Roby Coleman and the pass interference. I always say this, tell me what you want about the Rams and Jared Goff. They were down 13-0 in the Superdome. Andrew Brees got the ball first in overtime. So it wasn't just one play. The Rams had pl- the Saints had plenty of opportunities to put the Rams away in that game. I always am always very clear to say that wasn't the Nicole Roby Coleman game. That was the Saints are up 13-0 in the first half at home in a playoff game. That's what that is. Ball don't lie. Like, you know, you got your opportunity anyway. So I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, that was insane. Funny story, Matt, you probably remember this because on the plane after the Rams were, were traveling back to L.A., we couldn't take off right away because we were, the Rams were trying to figure out who they were going to play. It was uh, Patriots Chiefs. Oh, uh, and, and I think that plane, we were like, don't take off yet. Like the entire plane was like, yeah. No, 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 no. Who are we going to see? Who are we going to see? Yeah. <laughs> so we were, everyone was like, don't take off. And the pilot's like, we got to do this. Like, we don't have to go home. home. Yeah. yeah so, um, uh, one note, though, on Brocker is like, yes. Great dude. A great dude and a great Rams career. So it's one of those deals that happens overnight. Brocker's best years of his career were probably already had in, in LA. And, you know, the compensation is like a 2023 seventh round pick, but don't be tricked. Like, Michael Brockers was a really good Ram and a really good player. And he might have a couple more years of really good football left, but uh, yeah, all the stuff that he's been through with contracts with the Rams and is he going to Baltimore and all that good player. And I know he's really, really uh, just going to be looked upon by Rams fans as one of the greats. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to that note, because he was St. Louis and LA Rams, um, you know, Fans, you need to understand that, like, if you were in this situation, you take more money. You you take the money. Detroit, way less. You know, you're, he has a family that he has to think about. This is not just like, oh, I get to take less money and I get to stay with my buddy Aaron Donald. Like, yes, we love uh, Michael Brockers, but we also love guys like that. You know, he's he he's going to get more money instead of taking a, a paid decrease. Like, that's yeah. he gets to keep the money. Um, that he deserves. So I think yeah, and he'll and he'll make that team. He's not going to have to take a pay cut. That's too drastic. He'll make the team. They're going to be young. They're not going to be great. I don't think the Lions, but 
for Brockers, like, you know, it's just, it, it had to be this. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of players over the next few days, maybe not just the Rams, that you're like, that's a beloved member of our team. We're, we're cutting him or we're trading him for next to nothing. Yeah, that's just what it is with the salary cap being so down. Right. This, this is the reality of things. Right. Um, and, and, and lucky, I guess, for the Rams and unlucky for the Rams, uh, we will still get to see Samson Abacom twice a year now that he is a 49er. So yeah. um, what makes me happy? You, I'm sure you saw it. Matt, you saw it. We all saw it. But this is just straight up the most hilarious thing. Less need clearing cap space with a bunch of caps baseball caps on a table and he cleared them that's how simple it is right peter i guess was it funny i don't know less is a nice guy is it funny yeah. I was like, all right i texted he someone said it was clever jalen ramsey was like clever and i was like i mean if jalen ramsey gives us a seal of approval it's all right like i, I texted someone i didn't understand it i'm like what is less doing all those hats like he's clearing cap space and my response was like oh so yeah sure fun that's what he did. That's how easy it is. It's not a big deal at all. I like content. Hey, it did well online. And today's day to cut through, that is that is something. So I might not be the audience, but it, it did cut through online. <laughs> well, you are the audience to know all of the news from around the NFL. There's been so much. So I just want to get today your thoughts on what are the biggest moves? Give me like your top three biggest moves so far in free agency that you're like, yeah, yeah. This, this was big. Collectively, number one, the Patriots just going like hog wild. Yeah. It's so weird because he doesn't do that. He's never done that. And this is the year that the salary cap is so down. And for Bill Belichick to say, you know what? Seven and nine was unacceptable. I need to address some things and I can't do it through the draft. We need to get better right now. So to sign Cam Newton before free agency started, I think everyone was like, okay, that's interesting. And then to go just nuts was was really surprising and against the grain of what he always does. Number two, I thought the Andy Dalton situation in Chicago is going to be interesting to track. Um, you know, essentially at the end of the day, Russell Wilson gets dragged into this thing because they were mentioned it wasn't going to happen. So I think it's more interesting, like you're choosing Andy Dalton over Mitch Trubisky, really. And Trubisky went to the playoffs two times the last three years. So I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Like, I don't know, is Trubisky not a better option than Dalton? And then lastly, you've got the 49ers who I think are like these like sleeping dragons or sleeping giants that were so injured last year, but they're bringing back everybody and Trent Williams. And it's like, oh gosh, like was last year the year that they were bad and they're going to be really good again this year. So I think the 49ers are really interesting too. That was really the biggest story. It was like, man, this, you know, Super Bowl contending team is just injured. That's the only, yeah. like, that was it. There wasn't anything wrong with the team or how they were working. Just guys couldn't play. I don't, you know, like around the league, people don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't think he's a good quarterback. And that means not just fans, like teams are like, I don't know. I don't know if they win with him. So I think that the jury's out because here we are yet another March. And as of right now, he's still their quarterback all these years. He's still their quarterback, despite all the criticism and all the hate that he gets, they haven't moved on and they haven't brought in a legit competitor. So is Garoppolo good enough to win? He got into the Super Bowl. I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, Matt, I'm very excited for this social segment. Are you? Because it's been a minute for me, but we're back oh. for Serena's socially distant social segment. And I got two facts for you. One, you are a New Yorker. And two, you love pizza. <laughs> so I need your opinion on some things. Uh, giving you a couple of teams that have made some moves this offseason. And you tell us 
how they would eat their pizza based on their moves so far. First we'll off, go ahead. I want to tell you, Matt, in the new, in I think the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, there was a big article that has caused a lot of issues here in New York this week. It was over the weekend, and it said that LA has better bagels than uh, New York. No. But was, every bagel shop in LA that's worth going to is called oh, New no. York Bagels. I know, I know. It was some like contrarian take, you know, that take that's nah, like that's that's someone's like actually. Yeah, what are we doing? Fake news. I'm telling you, I, I was shocked. Um, but the pizza one, someone told me there's a good pizza place in LA. I don't know, I haven't found it yet if there is. So okay, let's keep going. There's a Murray uh, pizza that is very much like New York, and Murray is a street New York, so no, everything that is and I say this as I'm in the I'm in LA. I cover the Rams. I love it. You need to admit it. But yeah, like no, no. Yeah. Tacos are better here. Pizza bagels, New York, you get it. Okay, sweet. We'll do that. Uh, there I'll is a, that. a nice little mom and pop shop called Papa John's down the street. Yeah, yeah. I love that place. Try. They have this. They do this cute thing. They give you a little jalapeno with some garlic sauce. It's it's really cute. I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll just go ahead and start with uh, the Lions. We're doing teams that like the Rams will probably see this year. So, how would the Lions eat their pizza? How do the Lions eat their pizza? Do they fold it? Are they fork and knife? Are okay. they okay. first? Here's the line. Okay, so whereas the Patriots and others might be rushing to like just throw the slice down and keep on, the 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 Lions are treating this pizza. There's no rush. Just let it out. Okay, how are we going to attack this thing? Let's take our time. Let's have a fork and knife if you want. There's no judgment here. And let's have some napkins. And let's sit down like human beings, like ladies and gentlemen, not like animals. And let's eat this pizza slowly. It is a slow build in Detroit. There is no overnight success. And they're not going to be eating five slices in five minutes and winning any Coney Island contests. How's that? That's good. That's good. All right. All right. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll head to the Buccaneers next. Ooh. Basically, this is, they've made some moves to keep their team pretty intact. Yeah, the Buccaneers are the, the pizza people that, like, have their spot, and they're not looking for, you know, the new cool artisan place or the cool hipster place that puts, like, uh, you know, fig on their pizza. Like, no, I have my spot. We're bringing everything back, and when I need to eat pizza, I'm going to what I know works because they're not bringing anyone else in. They're just keeping everything in-house, and they're trying to run it back. So it's you've got your Friday night pizza place. You go every Friday night. You know the order. The guy knows you behind the counter. That is what they're doing. There is no um, – they don't have, like, honey drizzled on with a chili flake. No, no, it's just regular cheese pizza, and it is what it is, and it works. It's called Tom Brady Pizza for a four years yeah exactly right gluten-free vegan-free gmo-free but it it was a trend back then right yeah whole grain crust uh all right so now let's let's have a little pizza party for the nfc west we got seahawks niners rams and cardinals all sitting at the table eating pizza what's where's your eye going who's who's eating it weird who's doing something strange what's going on here yeah the arizona one's like really hot but you put it in your mouth and it burns the roof of your tongue because you're like, is this good? I know it's hot. I know they've got a lot of big names. I know J.J. Watt is a big name. Is he good? I know uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He Week 17, I was waiting for him against the Rams. I don't know. Is he a big-time guy? So they're super hot, but are they really good? I don't know. Uh, the 49ers are the pizza that melted last year. Like the cheese all came off the thing. Now it's, do we need to get a new pie um, or is it going to be all right? And then the Seahawks, they're that team that has, you know, a lot of ingredients and it looks really good. Um, but is it a happy pizza? 
is it a happy pizza? Is it all working together? So I don't know because their quarterback and their co- their coach and their GM. I just want to make sure it's happy, and I don't know. But I, I ate this Rams pizza, um, and it's flashy, and it has like hair gel in it from the head coach. So that's that's where I'm at. Hair gel in the pizza. Yeah, I, I'm not going to endorse that one, but uh, if anybody wants to try it, let us know. Oh my god! Not disappoint at this week. No, I like this. This is improv Olympics. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, well, you killed it. So you passed our test. That's it, Peter Schrager. You you always deliver when we need you. Deliver. The pun intended. Nice. Um, another episode of Rambling in the Books. Uh, we appreciate you, Peter. Fans, we appreciate you as well. You know that you can get into the Rams house, SoFi Stadium. Trigger, have you gone to SoFi? I haven't been. I was supposed to go see Taylor Swift last year at the opening. I was all ready to go. I was supposed to be at the Cowboys game. I mean, these are all things that I had in my my sights. Have not stepped foot in SoFi. I cannot wait. I'm praying. I'm hoping I can get there this season. We are hoping you get there too. Fans, you can step into the Rams house with Peter Schrager. Not together though, social distance. We'll still keep to that. Um, in 2021, you can purchase your season tickets. Visit therams.com slash 2021. Hey, and we're going to be bringing you more podcasts this off season. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. Enjoy your gluten-free vegan pizza wherever you are. 